Hi, it's Kate. And welcome to the Small Business Millionaire Podcast, where we teach you the secret small business strategies that today's most successful entrepreneurs use to build profitable and growing businesses. And then the magic formula for creating personal wealth beyond your wildest dreams. So get ready to take your business to the next level with your host, who built and sold his 50-employee business and number one selling book author, investor, and entrepreneur, Jeff Weiner. Before starting this podcast, I sent an email out to my email subscribers. And in addition to asking them some other questions related to my blog, I specifically asked the following question. What is the number one issue you face in your business and or wealth creation path right now? And somewhat surprisingly, 20% of the responses were related to a similar theme. So let me read three responses and you'll get some perspective. One person wrote, what to do with and how to invest the surplus profits from my business. And another person wrote, I'm quite confused about the investing world. I read your blog to gain a better understanding of building a business, but I'm really looking for strategies right now on investing, specifically my profits and a strategy that works for a small business owner. And another person wrote, I'm wondering about the best way to park money since my business is profitable, but as with any small business, I can run into unexpected trouble. I worry about hyperinflation eating away what I've worked to build. There were quite a few additional responses that were along the same lines, so it's quite fitting that I start this podcast series much in the same way that I started my blog in June of 2018 and discuss my investment philosophy for entrepreneurs, which is essentially, and to some extent, an overall synopsis of my book. For those of you not familiar with the book, the title is The Kick-Ass Entrepreneur's Guide to Investing, Three Simple Steps to Create Massive Wealth with Your Business's Profits. And you can download a free copy of the book from my website, thekickassentrepreneur.com. You will see an option for book at the top heading, and you will find it there. I'm going to share with you the same method I used from 1991 when I started my business on a shoestring budget at the time, barely able to afford my monthly living expenses, until 2017 when I sold my business, and I was able to produce a 30% year-on-year compounded return. In fairness, much of those returns happened from 2008 and onwards, but the book is a synopsis of what I learned. I'm not going to do a full deep dive into the entirety of all the analysis and concepts from the book, because that would take a couple of hours, but I will provide a high-level overview so that you understand the basics and then answer the question, how should you invest your profits and what is an appropriate allocation strategy for small business owners? As an entrepreneur... You can grow your wealth as you grow your business's profits and improve your returns, but there's also an extra lever that you have at your disposal, and that is the value of the business itself. Building a healthy, sustainable, and cash-producing business is one of the holy grails to creating real wealth. And I get it. If you're currently running a business and not producing profits or your business isn't growing, that's an entirely different issue. You need to grow your business and produce a healthy stream of profits. So the presumption at the moment is that your business is producing a stream of cash. And now you're wondering, how do you invest that cash? Now I want to take a step back for a moment and discuss the value of your business itself. As an entrepreneur, you have the advantage of growing profits and leveraging additional team members, your employees, to expand your business 
but the business itself has value. So let me review the math behind your business's value. And I'm going to go somewhere with this. So bear with me for a minute. Let's say you own an elevator repair business. And I'm using that as just an example because it could really be any business. You start with $30,000. That's your startup seed capital. And you manage to grow your business from a fledgling startup with one employee, you, to a 20-person operation doing $5 million in revenues and $500,000 a year in profits by year 20. And that's no small feat, by the way. So if that is you, congratulations if you've managed to get there. The average service business that has a large percentage of recurring revenues will have a valuation anywhere of four times six times EBITDA. And EBITDA stands for earnings before interest, taxes, depreciation, and amortization. So the $500,000 in profits will value the business anywhere from two to three million. And let's round this number at two and a half million dollars. And that's $500,000 in profits times five, which was the earning multiple I just talked about earlier, four to six times EBITDA. Now let's talk about asset allocation. So your business is worth two and a half million dollars, as we just discussed. And that's a very rough estimate, of course, because it's only worth what someone might be willing to pay for it. And there are many variables at play there. But let's stick to that number, two and a half million dollars for now. What I propose in my book and my asset allocation formula is that you divide your assets into three equal buckets or thirds. Bucket one is real estate. Bucket two is cash. And bucket three is equities. Now, the concept of three equal buckets isn't mine. It's actually a concept written into the Talmud, which is an old scripture from over 2,000 years ago, where they say to divide your assets into thirds. And the quote from there, it actually says, let every man divide his money into three parts and invest a third in land, a third in business, and a third to keep in reserve. In the example I provided earlier, the elevator repair business, the business owner has $2.5 million equity in the business. Now, granted, that isn't recognized because the business hasn't been sold, but we're valuing the business, i.e. valuing the equity. Now, as tempting as it is, and as much of a risk taker that you might be, I'm going to suggest that you don't want to invest your additional dollars, your cash, into the stock market. Your biggest risk and your equity is in your business. And here's the problem. If we head into some economic catastrophe, like the one we've just had in February of 2020 with the pandemic, the stock market takes a hit, and your business potentially takes a hit as well. Your business needs the cash to sustain itself, but since you're so heavily invested in the stock market, you don't have the spare cash. So what you need to do is liquidate your stocks at a now deflated rate in order to put that back into your business to survive. So essentially, you're forced to sell your equities at exactly the wrong time. And that's one of the reasons I suggest you have the cash on hand so that you don't have to liquidate anything in the event of a business emergency. But better yet, when these economic recessions happen, it's often that your competitors are potentially struggling, at which point you can pick them up for a fraction of what they would otherwise have been worth just a few months prior. You're seeing this play itself out right now in June of 2020. Your extra cash should be invested back into the business to grow the business, otherwise known as retained earnings, in investment real estate, and as cash on hand as fixed income investments, bonds for emergencies. And that takes me to the real estate bucket. 
I've written extensively on my blog about how and when to invest in real estate. I've written about cap rates, how to find opportunities, how to value buildings, leverage, and so on. So it's going to be difficult to do an extensive investment real estate discussion here on this podcast. But let me go through something very quickly for the purposes of my entrepreneur three-bucket asset allocation concept. So getting back to the elevator repair business I mentioned earlier, where the entrepreneur started with $30,000 and managed to grow their small business to $5 million in revenue, and by year 20, $500,000 a year in profits. Now, assuming this small business owner did pay themselves a salary and were able to live off their salary, the profits that the small business generated needed to be invested. So let's assume that the profits for the previous many years, and let's say that the last 10 years, for example, were in the range of $200,000 to $500,000 a year as the business grew. So over the last 10 years, it wouldn't be inconceivable that the business managed to put aside, let's say, $3.5 million in cash. Now, I realize I'm making all sorts of assumptions here, but the business has a value of $2.5 million, as we talked about earlier. And the entrepreneur has $3.5 million in cash for a total of $6 million in personal net worth. That's 3.5 plus 2.5. And at that rate, the entrepreneur should hold about $2 million in equity in real estate. So it wouldn't be a stretch to purchase an apartment building today. And depending on your city and where the building is, if you were to put down, let's say, a million dollar deposit with a reasonable loan to value of approximately 65%, that would afford you an apartment building of around $3 million. Now, assuming a cap rate of 5 to 6%, that would provide an income flow of $150,000 per year. Once you subtract your mortgage payments, that would still leave you with a few bucks in your pocket every year. But there's a few things to note. Apartment buildings as an asset class are very stable as people always need a place to live. Plus, they're quite uncorrelated to the markets themselves. Now, there's something called recapture, and what that means is, as you pay your mortgage, you're building equity in the property itself. So, in effect, all things being equal, if you took out a 25-year mortgage on the apartment building, after 25 years, you would own that building free and clear, and would, in effect, now have $2.5 million in equity in the building. Next, that apartment building is an excellent hedge against inflation because you raise the apartment rents as inflation rises. So your income in year 25 is going to be much better than in year one. Plus, now that you own the building free and clear with the mortgage paid off, your income is now not encumbered by debt repayments, allowing you to put all of the profits after taxes, of course, back into your pocket. But the best part about owning an apartment building is the possibility of doing apartment turnovers where someone who rented for $1,000 per month, for example, leaves the unit. You upgrade the unit, do some repairs, and manage to increase the rent to, let's say, $1,500 per month. That $500 extra dollars per month in rent, or $6,000 per year, that's 500 times 12, in additional income at a 5% cap rate will increase the value of your building by approximately $120,000. Now, you need to subtract your unit upgrade costs, of course, but if you can renovate the apartment for $20,000, that leaves an additional $100,000 of equity in your pocket. 
If you can find the right building with rents below market in a nice neighborhood, if you have a tenplex, it's possible to increase the value of the building by a million dollars. And in many cases, significantly more than that. So net-net, there are many moving parts here, but needless to say, in a matter of a few years, it's possible to turn your initial million dollar real estate investment after the recapture and upgrades into a $2 million worth of equity. If you don't want to own the physical real estate, you can always buy a REIT, which is a real estate investment trust as an alternative, but you can't put your ideas and improvements into place with a REIT. It's simply a passive income. And based on what I said earlier, your best returns are going to come from the turnovers you can put into your own building. So fast forward 10 years. So now this business owner has been in business for 30 years. Let's assume the business hasn't grown or shrunk just for simplicity's sake. So that $500,000 in profits for the last 10 years has resulted in an additional $5 million in cash, but with the right allocation into real estate, always carefully making sure that you don't have all of your eggs in one basket. Assuming about three or more or less equal buckets, that's cash, real estate, and business equity, you will always have sufficient cash put aside to buy a competitor where the opportunity presents itself, and enough into real estate, which will provide an income stream on its own, and the eventual sale of your business. So given what I said earlier about the business not growing, if you were to strategically buy your competitors over the years, when the right opportunities present themselves, that's where you make the best returns. You make strategic use of debt, grow through retained earnings, and grow your business's top and bottom lines. And that's, of course, the challenge, and therein lies the opportunity. Building wealth isn't easy, but this is how to become a wealthy entrepreneur. You can see how this entrepreneur could now be worth $10 million or more dollars after 30 years in business, properly allocating capital into the right buckets and making the right acquisition and growth moves. Over many years, these things get compounded. Now, I'm not going to do everything I've just talked about, growing your business, improving margins, buying real estate. I can't put all that into a single podcast. In order to digest all of this, it's going to take hours. But if you listen to more podcasts, I will continue to highlight all the strategies necessary to grow your business, acquire real estate, build a sales team, and ultimately teach you how to create wealth. So be sure to listen and subscribe. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Small Business Millionaire Podcast. You can download a free copy of Jeff's number one selling book, which sold over 50,000 copies, by visiting the kickassentrepreneur.com website. Now be sure to subscribe to the podcast and please take a moment to write a review for our podcast in the App Store.